Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Back to Backlog podcast with me, Lindsay, and Sam. Today, listeners, we are going to be playing some more indie games, some more fan games, and some hobbyist games. Um, and just to, to sort of clarify, like an indie game is a game that's either that like wasn't initially like uh, an independent studio that yeah, doesn't have big, right. big dollar backing. Right. It's it's the independent funding. Right. It's it's some. And a hobbyist game is really like this is a game that this person is making on the weekends. It's not their day job. Maybe it's a uh, like a game jam game. Like this isn't like a big production. They didn't quit their job to make it, but it's still really neat. And then obviously a fan game can be either of those. Um, it's just based on somebody else's property, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. so this is another kind of not really wild card, but just, you know, we're we're here to play through our backlogs, and this is a a really fun way for us to do it. Um, I really some, enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. Let's get some smaller games uh, mm -hmm. in here. So yeah, what, what have you been up to since the last episode? So I forgot to mention during the last episode, I did the Diablo beta, oh. which was pretty fun. Um, we actually we got the. If you got like a KFC sandwich, you got like a code for the closed beta. That's cool. Which I don't remember the dates, but it was the weekend before the open beta. So, and keep in mind, like the nearest KFC to us is like, I don't know, 15 minutes away, which isn't super long, but like not somewhere we frequent because it's like, you know, it's it's not super, super close. Mm. Um. You went out so of your we, way because you wanted to play We did go Diablo. out of our way because we wanted... It was like a, a snap decision, too. Um, we're like, you know, do we... Like, uh, my boyfriend told me about it. And uh, we'd be like, hey, let, let's do that. Like, I don't have dinner plans. I don't want to cook. Like, let's go get some KFC. <laughs> uh, so we did. Um, we got our beta codes. Um, you got... For, if you made it to level 20 during either of the betas, you got, like, some cosmetics. The, the crowning glory for getting to level 20 was like a little like dog in the suit of armor, just like a little puppy sleeping. Aww. So I got that. Um, it went pretty smooth, honestly, for the most part. Like, I mean, I was expecting, obviously, you know, it's a beta. There's going to be some connection issues. Yep. Um, the queue is ridiculous for the closed beta the first day. And then after that, it got more reasonable. Um, so, but I yeah. Yeah, I'm forgetting. So this is sort of an this is, on. You... Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget how Diablo works. I I, I knew there's like a single player and there's like a play with your friend mode. Yes. So this is more of a a larger online. It yeah yeah it's and this one is is even more so because you it kind of has that MMO feel where you like run into people in the wild. Yeah. And like in open areas, which you didn't in the previous ones. It was just like if you you could see the people you were playing with. Yeah. Um. I feel like that that'll work for that'll work for Diablo though, like yeah that, yeah that person, I yeah I think I really liked the changes that they made and I had I mean I had a blast um nice once I stopped playing the barbarian which I didn't like which is weird because I usually like kind of like martial smashy classes right um but sorcerer still reigns supreme nice uh, in my book and what the I wanted oh I the the other thing I tried to play was. The druid and the movement ability. I think it was the druid. The mm. movement ability just like locked you in place, <laughs> which was really bad. That feels so, like a bug. Yeah, it was a pretty bad one, and they didn't. I don't think they fixed it until the open beta. But I mean, like it, it wasn't that bad. Like I've played worse, you know, right. more janky betas. They didn't claim it was stable, so that's no, fine. they didn't. Um, and it, I mean. They're doing another beta. They announced. I don't. I don't know the dates. 
which I'll probably play. I haven't pre-ordered it yet. I probably will just because my friends will be playing it and it's something to play with them. Yeah, heck um, yeah. And I played the crap out of Diablo 3. Like, I didn't like... Um, uh, oh, God, what's that other big... Torchlight? No, the... Um, oh, gosh. This is embarrassing. I've played it. I'm going to Google it because I ju- am just having an absolute brain fart. <laughs> that is absolutely fine. That is absolutely fine. Yeah, I guess well, while you're Googling that, I'll just, you know, mention, yeah, I've been trying to, you know, enjoy the good weather and play some D&D with folks. Um, I did get around to playing golf with friends uh, with my brother who's living over in Japan. So sometimes we'll play games. We play a little Left 4 Dead, too, of course, as well. But golf with friends was fun. Classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leverdead is a classic play with people online. It just it's it's rock solid and it's got like nothing for requirements, <laughs> system requirements. So it's I always like doing that. Uh, and then uh, we had been watching the documentary about Psychonauts two for a long while. Like it was like dinner time watching. Uh, the documentary is called Psych Odyssey. Um, super good. Like, um, it's very intense. Um, so after playing, after watching through that, I wanted to replay the VR game that they made. That's the in between quill, uh, Psychonauts and the Rhombus of Ruin. So I replayed that recently and that was really nice. That was really fun. Um, it's not a bad VR game. It's not my favorite, but it's like, it's, it's solid and it's like Psychonauts hilarious double fine writing. So that was cool because I'd already played uh, Psychonauts 2 all the way through. That was really good. So so I just wanted to play something after watching that whole documentary. But, nice. Yeah. That's pretty uh, cool. The name of the game I was thinking of was Path, Path of Exile. Oh, okay. I didn't learn that. That's the, the one I desperately tried to like and just I couldn't get into it. Yeah. Um. So, but it's... um. It's more like Diablo 2, I guess, which I never played. Um, I, played I only I, I played Diablo 3, and then I played Diablo 1 when it was an event in Diablo 3. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I've only played Diablo 2. I played it with some buddies back in 2020. Um, we just picked it up for a good nostalgia online play. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty pumped for the, the new game. Um, nice. Maybe Blizzard will have restored some of my faith in them, but I don't think so. Yeah. I'm sure they're going to... I'm really, really hesitant to pre-order it, because like, I know they're going to mess something. Like, they're going to do something. I don't <laughs> I don't know what it is. They've so far ruined WoW. Um, they took a perfectly good Overwatch game and ruined it, making it Overwatch 2. Yep. So, yeah. Um, and one of the reasons... The re um makes that they did too. I think it was the Warcraft one was a, a giant like cluster. Oh yeah, too. I heard about that. Yeah, that that did not turn out great. Yeah. I don't know if they fixed it now. So, so other than that, you mostly played your normal rotation. I'm assuming. Yes. Yep. 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 <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, let's. Uh, I guess we can get into some of these games. I don't know if you wanted to go first or. Sure. Let's see. So I <laughs> this this is the game that I spent twice as long playing than any of the other games that I other than one of them because it's um just I mean like it's it's a well I'll get into that one but this one is the one I put more hours into. Uh, it was it's Lemon Cake by Cozy Bee Games. It came out in 2021. I loved it. You are running a um, cafe. Like, which is really fun. Um, so you befriend a ghost baker. She wants to make her famous lemon cake, but because you don't know how to bake anything, she's got to teach you the ropes. And so you go through and you unlock different parts of the kitchen, unlock different ingredients, unlock um, different recipes. Um, so yeah, it's you know the the end goal is making that lemon cake, and it's really fast paced. It's Pretty, it, it's really fun. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, you know, it's one of those games. It's like you can kind of just like have something on in the background and completely like disassociate playing it. 
Yeah, I remember you talking about this uh, or mentioning this a little bit on one of yeah. our cozy episodes. It's because they made the I, I played Capybar Spa, and uh, or I mentioned it at least. And this is it, it's by the same people. They have a third game that's about bunnies too. It's like Bunny Farm or something. Nice. So well, how would it, you how would you compare the capybara one to the lemon cake? They're completely different because okay. the capybara one, you're literally just like picking up capybaras and putting them in like little spa beds and mm, okay. like so, hot springs. So apples and oranges, you would. They're not very different. Okay. Yeah, the only thing that's kind of similar is the kind of like chunky art style, like the really bright, vibrant. Yeah, I dig like, that. That uh, yeah, that look. That they've got yeah i do too there. i love it um so i highly recommend it you know it's no i don't think it's very expensive i think i got it on sale i think i got all three of their games um in a package so That's and this is point and click too um so you know you're clicking on different things you're you know you're making food you're cooking it and then you're serving it you have little um window displays that you can keep full to um, then it really runs out, at least for me. And then some of the upgrades are just making things go like, um, go faster or like be automatic. So like you can adopt a cow and chickens. And one of the upgrades is, you know, they brush themselves or they get brushed. Um, so you don't have to brush them to, because if you don't brush them, they won't provide you with the, the produce. Um, you have to water the plants. You have to clean the tables and you have to clean the floor in the kitchen so all of those things eventually with enough upgrades become automatic and those are kind of the things that take the most amount of time yeah so yeah i definitely recommend it cool yeah yeah i can tell i can i I can understand why you spent the most time on this one you do it was just so easy you know like i i opened the game and suddenly it was three hours later you know, and it happened a couple nights in a row. Yeah. So eight hours in, I was like, I should probably play something else for this upcoming episode. <laughs> it's not a, not a good use of my time. So like all of the other games I've played in the past like week, yep. <laughs> because yep. I, I suck at managing everything. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess uh, the first game on my list is I mentioned this last episode because I was playing through it, but I definitely wanted to talk a little bit more at length about it is uh, Bad Faith. Um, it's by developer Maddo, came out in 2022. Um, it is a visual novel about a girl who lives in this like post-apocalyptic world or, or so we're at least told. Um, and she lives in like this like cult society um that's like very strict and it it, like seems religious though it never really super comes up um but like the way everyone's sort of dressed is very like um you know super humble and and covered in this and that and it like everyone's assigned you know oh you work for the art house oh you work for the the architects you know like everyone's very much like put in their own boxes and are not supposed to sort of go outside of their boxes or not supposed to break the rules or they get publicly shamed or exiled which is the big horrible thing um and the main character sort of um almost got exiled uh like a year ago and she had a friend sort of uh stick up for her and so you know you're here about a year later um and like it's it's heavily implied that um even in the, in the very beginning um that like the main character is just like um fell in love with one of the other girls and that's like against the rules um and so your character sort of walks outside of the main commune into the woods to an area they're not supposed to go. They find a building and inside this building, they find chained up and bloodied this angel. And it's like mind breaking and like what's going on. And they sort of run back into the town and they're like, I need to forget about this. I need to stick to the rules, stick to the rules. But then like the angel is talking to them in their head and they're like oh gosh and it is intense it is really well written i really like the art 
um, beautiful, beautiful artwork, um, like great character design, uh, nice backgrounds. Um, and it, it just gets very intense and it's like this weird, like revenge story almost. Um, it, you know, don't play it if you, um, sort of aren't in a good mood because it, it, you know, it's, 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 an, it was emotionally taxing, but it was really, really good. Um, so yeah, I, I can't recommend enough if you are sort of in the mood to, for that sort of a story for sort of a emotionally difficult, um, you know, end with horribleness, uh, and revenge plot, um, visual novel, uh, bad faith was really, really cool. Love a good cult story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's always more fun when you act, you know, you don't actively join the cult. Right, right, right. Oh, is your next one a cult? <laughs> kind of, not really. No, no, it's not. No, no, no. I would say it's more of a. Dystopia. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when I think of cult, I, I mean, I guess there's a certain amount of like thought control that happens. It's just the scale of it. It's it's small community versus. Uh, yeah, everyone. yeah. Like when I think of a cult, I think of like small. Right. You know, in like thought control in the way of like mm -hmm. psychological manipulation. Yep. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I know a thing or two about cults, but. <laughs> But maybe watch a little too much true crime. So, <laughs> so how about you? Yeah, how about you get into uh, your your next game then? All right. So I played We Happy Few. It's by Compulsion Games, and it came out in 2016. Gearbox did publish it, but Compulsion Games is an indie developer. I looked into this because this is one of the games I was like, I should like. So I I have the collector's edition of this game because. I don't remember, like, Gearbox must have mm. been, like, clearing out their warehouse because they're, like, if you spend, like, X amount of money, uh, like, through their store, like, through their, like, merch store, like, yeah. you got, like, the, the collector's edition of We Happy Few. So it came with, like, a nice. bunch of doodads and, like, a digital copy of the game. Yeah, I mean, I do remember We Happy Few having a sort of a long development cycle with a lot of yeah. the... It's definitely an indie game. Like, the, the, the game went through a lot of changes and very publicly... And I know sometimes, uh, from what I heard, some people didn't like how it was pitched versus how it ended up. But I could understand that. So it takes place in like post World War II England, but in a like, and they they never say like, you know, the name of the the German group. It's always just the Germans. Mm. Um, have a feeling that might have been changed for like a. I mean, it's a Canadian developer, so I'm sure for like. Yeah, if they were releasing it in Europe. They, they, you know, they can't use certain words, certain imagery, certain language. Uh, yeah. Wolfenstein had the same problem. Oh yeah, lots of games. Um, lots of games do that. Oh, I just, I just meant. I think the gameplay changed. Uh, the gameplay itself changed from what was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Up. I mean, it, it's like a. It is like a psychological, um, like survival horror game. So it takes place in post World War, um, London, where. The UK surrendered to the Germans mm. and they like, it's really like, it's really dark. Like obviously that period of time, especially in Europe was dark anyway, but like you find out that without revealing too much of the story that all the kids were put on a train. Um, you like the main character should have been on that train, but he wasn't for various reasons. Um, and like those children are just never seen again. Um, and everybody's dealing with, like, the trauma. And I, I haven't finished the game, so, like, a lot of people, if you go up and talk to them, they're like, I can't believe we did this. There's, like, blood on the, like, writing on the walls. Like, remember what we did. Don't forget. Remember what we did. Oh, my gosh. Um, And, like, everybody, you kind of have the outliers that are, like, you know, living in the slums. And then you have the main cities where if you live there, you're on, like, a drug. Um, that yeah. makes you forget things. So you, you know, you can't take too much of that drug. You'll forget everything. Um, but like it suppresses memories and makes everybody like unreasonably happy. Yeah. Sort of like Soma from Brave New World, a, you know, a big dystopian novel from the time. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so, and I like, I don't love games that where you have to like eat, sleep and drink things to keep up your health. Yeah. 
Um, and on top of it, there's like a plague that's happening. So like your food goes rotten really fast. Um, so and I just I forget about those things. So sometimes he's you know he's like, oh, I'm gonna die of thirst. It's like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I I really like it. Um, you know, you have to abide by certain rules depending on where. Like if you're in the slums, you have to like you know, wear a torn suit. If you're in with like this in the city, you have to wear like a nice suit. So you're either, you know, repairing or damaging your clothes. Mm. Um, so it, it's really cool. Um, I, yeah, I, I played probably like five hours of this game or maybe. And like, I, it was really good. Like I'm going to finish it because it's, you know, um, I'm not very good at stealthy, though. So that's kind of a problem. I also keep hitting the wrong button. And instead of, like, aiming, like, a bottle to throw to, um... Distract. To distract. Yeah, I accidentally stand up and they see me. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. You're like, no, no, I meant to do the right thing game. Yeah, oh. yeah. So I'm not I'm not good at stealthy games. But, like, it, if you're good enough at combat you, and, like, you scrounge for, um... You know, like, I've just been harvesting, like, mm. items to make healing bombs and stuff. Because I'm like, I'm going to need these. It's cool that you can fail forward, though. Like, you can, like, recover and, like, move on. And, like, you know, it's not just like, oh, they saw you. Cut to black. Start over. Yeah, no, they'll attack you. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's going to be a point where if you do mess up, like, it is part of the story. You do have to stealth through it. Um, But, yeah. I, it's really, it's really interesting. I, I really enjoyed the mechanics. Um, even if I forget to eat, feed myself <laughs> in games sometimes or forget to sleep. Um, also, night and day matters. The weight, like, you carry matters. If you have too much, he starts complaining and moving slow. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I definitely recommend it. It is a little bit older, but, like, I don't really feel like it feels all that old. No. Not that 20 I guess 2016 wasn't that long ago, but Yeah. Not it's the old it's the oldest game on this list that I have. Yeah. Um but yeah, so cool. I pretty much I got the collector's edition cuz I ordered uh Borderlands merch. <laughs> I like that. Uh, don't buy their uh, Gearbox's um mugs by the way. I left it in the sink for too long and everything peeled off, so oh, it just became horrible. a black mug and I threw it out. Boo. The blanket I bought, great quality. The shirt, totally fine. I really, you know, I, I used it as an excuse to buy the shirt that I wanted. Right. And I'm like, well, to get the this game, I'm like, I might as well buy a blanket. And it'd be funny to drink out of a Psycho mug. So, but like the box is huge. And I remember after buying it. So it says like snug as a bug on a drug on the box in like big letters. <laughs> And, like, my mom came to my apartment and read it. And she's like, what is that? I'm like, it's a game. Don't worry about it. Just carry on. <laughs> Not on like, drugs, Whoa. mom. I'm just exploring dystopian <laughs> games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, my next my next game is actually really probably one of the older games that we've mentioned. And um, it's called Caster. Um, it was one of the, like, first indie games that I was aware of like way back when it was like before there was Steam for Linux before mm -hmm. there was a lot of the indie explosion like gosh it was um wonderful. I don't even know if I had Steam on my computer when this game came out yeah um I mean it's on Steam now I don't know if it was on Steam then I think I originally got it on either like Desera or like greenhouse games or like some site that like does not exist anymore <laughs> that's that's where <laughs> i played it originally so i was like i just you know i remembered it i was thinking of indie games and thinking about um sort of the first indie games we were playing um it's okay like it came out so in much... 2009 for context viewers yes yes by developer eloquorn um and yeah it's like you know i'm not gonna give it a gl you know glowing glowing review here it's it's fine it's it's cute it's interesting like it feels like a game that was made before there were like game engines to to work with. Like, it is. 
Yeah, um, I'm sure it shows its age. Yeah, I think any yeah. game that was made exclusively by a small developer previous to right. like 2013. I will say, like the things that are neat is like so. So in the game, you're this like, I think you're like a robot, like a Mega Man type situation here, and like you're shooting crazy laser blasts to de- you know destroy an infection or something. Um, I could be wrong because I I find it difficult to pay attention to the the speech dialogue bu- bubbles for the story. <laughs> Which may be part of my problem, <laughs> but like every, you know, it's, it's level to level, right? It's like, Hey, you're doing this mission on the, and, and a new like point on the map shows up and you're like, yep, I'm going to do this mission. And then it loads the level and it's like this terrain square. Like there's just clearly, here's the edge of the map. And it's like, yeah, don't worry about it. There's the edge of the map. Like just, you can't go over. It's fine. Um, But it's like got destructible terrain. So like when you're, when you explode these, like, bug things um with your your like laser blast um like the they explode and like the terrain like dips and stuff so it's like it's pretty impressive and it definitely feels uh it definitely has like you could make your own levels and put them in the game so whoever made the game made it so like he built like an engine to make levels with and then he made a bunch of levels to to ship to begin with um it's neat, but like, yeah, it's pretty like I, it's hard to recommend. It's it's a it was a cool curiosity to go back to. I think that's as, as much as I can really say. Um, hmm. It's neat. The music's kind of cool. It's some cool EDM stuff. That was mostly it. Um, and I guess there was another really small game that I um, played like today um, called Line 88. Um, and it was made for a game jam called Yandere Jam. <laughs> and um, it's got this really cool black and white hand-drawn style. Um, it is technically made with RPG Maker, but it does not even in the slightest look like an RPG Maker game. You'd never know if they didn't say it um, because like when you're walking around, you're like stuck on you. Uh, you come back to town and you're on this bus and you bump into a childhood friend you know, somebody you went to school with and you're trying to catch up and then the lights go out on this bus and you have to, you you know, you get up, and you're like, oh, we should talk to the driver or something. And you're walking down and, you know, you push forward to walk down the the rows of seats on this bus and they just keep coming out of the darkness. Um, and this is like, you know, uh, hand-drawn kind of 3D animated stuff going on does not look like an rpg maker game (laughs) and like there's just this bus is like unendingly long and you're like whoa what's going on here and i you know i wouldn't want to spoil too much more but it gets weird and it gets crazy and the twist ending totally got me um it was really really cool so this was like maybe a 20 minute game and i super recommend playing line line 88 i can't get past the name of the jam. The game jam? Yeah. Yeah. Jam. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, every game has to have a, a Yandere character. That's, I you guess know, that's true. The, yeah. the, the, uh, the sweet but psycho. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, so, uh, you know, I knew something was coming, um, but what actually, what actually happened in that, in that story, I was not expecting so I do like games that catch me off guard. I'm very good at guessing plot lines. Mm-hmm. Um, so anything that takes me by surprise, I enjoy. Heck yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, was, so what did you play? So it was very tempting not to play a ton of farming sims that are in my backlog because <laughs> I have many of them and more than I want to play. Um, but this one I'd been looking forward to. It, my time at Porsche by Panthea um, came out in 2018. It got a lot of hype. I, it's not my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, I haven't gotten to the farming part. I probably played it for maybe three hours. Um, so I assume there's farming in it. But I did a lot of like spelunking. Um, there's also not a lot of direction in the game. So like, if it's like you know, you have to craft a certain item you have to like it's easy to see what items you need but you don't always know where to find them which i get if it's an exploration game totally get but this is like a game 
in a society. So I assume people would know where things are. Um, but it society. is. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of post-apocalyptic, though. Um, oh. You know, you are like in the little town you live and you can like see the ruins of like a big city kind of like a big um just like some big buildings that are like in ruins behind the like the the farms where you live that's a neat um, little so, touch i would not have guessed from looking at uh, yeah i had no idea this very bright and colorful game mm-hmm. um so yeah you're kind of, like you're out of an age of darkness um, that was caused by technology. So the church that exists in the game seeks and destroys dangerous technology. Wow. Um, some of the technology you can use to your like advantage, but it is kind of taboo. Um, but it's still necessary. Like you're, there's certain things that you know you you just won't use. Like you have to turn into the church kind of thing. Um, so there's a lot of crafting, a lot of exploration. Um, yeah, and the crafting takes real in-game hours, which is kind of cool. So, like, you know, if you're making five of something, it'll take 18 hours in-game um, to to make. Hmm. And if you stay up to, like, 3 p.m., 3 a.m., you just, like, pass out. <laughs> <laughs> is it sort of like, uh, can you, like, sort of save the game, put it down, walk away, come back, and it's, like, the the time counts? Yeah, yeah, time will, well, no, I don't, no, 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 okay, time okay. won't pass like that, it'll only pass if you're in-game playing Got it. it, got it, so you gotta find something else to do in-game uh, while that's happening. Yes. Yeah, cool. but I mean, like, you can sleep, you can, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a lot, you find a lot of the, um, like, the materials and stuff you need, like, in the, in caves, so you, you know, use, like, a little piece of technology to find artifacts, and you find them, and some of them you can use to put, like, things together some of them you use in crafting it's really interesting um i it's very different from what i thought it was going to be yeah so different from what i thought it was going to be the details you're giving me give it sort of like stardew valley but maybe less uh comprehensive but also in 3d i'd say it's nothing like Stardew Valley. Okay. Well, I was thinking like the caves <laughs> and finding stuff in caves and having to I go to sleep. I don't know what I would. <laughs> but like you're just, you're fighting monsters in caves. Like you're literally digging into, like you're mining. Oh, okay. Um, Like it's not just like a cave crawl. Like you're tunneling into the, the earth and like finding things. All right. So super, um, different, super different. Got it. Yeah, I don't know if there's any combat. I didn't come across any, but like I said, it, I didn't play it for all that long. And yeah. it's definitely one of those games where you can get like sidetracked in. Mm-hmm. Um, and storage was a problem. <laughs> you have to craft your own storage. So I just have like boxes hanging around my um uh, my house. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I think I think I will play more of it. It was just very different from what I expected. And I probably, I think I bought the game shortly after it came out, like the first time it went on sale, probably. Or, or maybe, no, maybe I think it came with a, a humble monthly, like choice bundle. Mm. I, maybe that's where I got it. So maybe I didn't get it shortly after. I think that's where it came. Because sometimes I'll buy that if I just want to play one game. Yep. And it's like 12 bucks. And I'll look the price up of the rest of the games. And it's like, well, it's. And that's why I have like a thousand games in my Steam library because I <laughs> right because bundles are too good to pass up. It goes to charity, like mm-hmm. come on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I I think I rec- recommend it, and I think I will play more of it. Cool, that's awesome. Yeah, nice. So, um, yeah, this next game I played a bit of, and I played. I I mean, I've played a ton of this game over the years. Is called. Uh, Sonic Robo Blast 2. You play a Sonic game? I know, I know. Unheard of. So surprising, I'm shocked. <laughs> so the neat thing about this is it's probably one of the oldest fan games I've, I've ever played. It first came out in 98, and they have been making improvements, like, <laughs> the whole, like, two and a half decades since then. Um, it is a really cool, really well-made um, 3D Sonic game. Uh, it ships with 2D sprites, but I have the mod that came out a few years ago that adds in 3D models um, for like the main characters and stuff. Because otherwise, it's like 2D sprites in the 3D world, and that's cool. Um, it is. It was originally built off of the Doom engine. 
<laughs> Doom. Yeah. I still haven't played it. So, like, it's... um. So, yeah, it's got the classic, like, Doom, Doom 2, BSP tree style, like, level layouts. Um, it's definitely been modified because there's definitely, like, caves and stuff. I don't think you could do everything that it's doing, but, it, you know, it's been heavily modified over the past, uh, yeah. over the many, many years. Um, it's a <laughs> just, really... Just a couple. It's a really freaking cool game. Like, I really enjoy it. Like, um... Just running around is kind of a joy to do. They have like all of the characters you'd expect. And then you can, you know, download mods and stuff for a thousand and one other characters. Um, I know that there's a kart racing game uh, that that is being made uh, on the side. It's Sonic Robo Blast Kart um, that people have been modding and stuff as well. I haven't really got into that. Um, but I just really enjoy these big open levels that like have these really cool indie design. Like it, it feels like '90s Sonic, um, in a 3D environment in a way that reminds me a lot of like playing, uh, the you know Sonic on the computer games as a kid. Um, and it just has that '90s games feel, and it's just really well made. Um, I have beaten the campaign as Sonic and Tails, and I've played a bit of the campaign as Knuckles, which was really cool because he can do the gliding and climbing up walls and stuff. Um, a little bit as Amy and, like, Knack the Weasel and stuff. Like, the, you, you, the more you play, the more you unlock, of course. But mm -hmm. it's just this really cool game. Uh, it is not on Steam. It is not even on Itch. It's on its own <laughs> website. You download it sort of thing. Like, it is old school in a million and one ways. <laughs> like... The main way people talk about it or get mods and stuff is the forum. Um, oh, my God. It is old school in a million and one ways. <laughs> and it's not ashamed to be as old school as it is. Uh, and it's really cool. It's just it's a really good game. And it's like completely free and really well made and like been polished for two and a half decades. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a really cool game. So, so for someone who's never played a Sonic game, is Sonic Robo Blast 1, like, an official Sonic game, and then this is, like, a fan-made sequel? Or oh. did they, like, just make a, a fan-made game and give it, like, two? So um, the person made a Sonic... So Sonic Robo Blast was this, this person's, like, first fan game. And okay, it was this, like, okay, okay really janky um just 2d platformer just really you know basic artwork and so, sort of thing and then they built their second one off okay, of the doom gotcha, engine gotcha. Yeah. yeah 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 that's pretty cool so yeah longest running fan game i can i i know about uh, cool yeah um so the one the next one i played i found an indie battle royale you know how much I like Battle Royales. Um, I, I played Super Animal Royale. came out in 2018 by Pixel. Um, Pixel is the name of the studio. And it is awesome. It's like a top-down, really cartoony, um, pretty fast-paced. I'd say it's faster-paced than, like, Fortnite or um, definitely Apex. Um, but you play as little animals, and you get to unlock animals. Um, like when you play games, you unlock like genetic material to unlock more different breeds, different colors, different skins, which is really cool. That's neat. Um, it's free to play, which is cool. And the other thing I really like about it is the battle passes don't like they're not on a timetable and you can buy like previous battle passes and like work on two at a time, which yeah. I think is really cool because I think that. As much as I don't mind the battle pass like system, it's the seasons that like, you know, if I'm playing three games that have a battle pass, which which right now I'm only playing two, I'm playing Fortnite and I'm playing Genshin Impact that have like seasons that are timed, you know, it's really, you know, you end up playing nothing but those games and, you know, it's not always a lot of fun. Um, Fortnite's not so bad because it's like pretty easy to earn levels. Genshin and like Apex, I would say, are a little bit more difficult. Um, but I really appreciate how it, it it's pretty fairly priced too. I'd say it's similar. Like if you if you're buying in-game currency, it's similar prices to um uh to Fortnite, which I think is really reasonable. That's cool. Yeah. Um 
right now there's Twitch drop. Well, I guess by the time this will be published, the Twitch drops won't be available anymore. Um, but it was like a little jester outfit, which is really cool. It's very cute. Nice. Um, also, if you are in the furry community, this is the game for you because a lot of the um, the streams were like furry content creators that were pretty open about it. And like there was just nothing but positivity in those chats. Um, so, yeah, if that's the community that you are a part of, this this might be the game for you. It's not the community I'm a part of. No problems with it, obviously, or anything. Mm. Um, I just like Battle Royales, and this one's a cute one. It reminds me of the um, the Night in the Woods kind of style. Not the, the overall art style doesn't remind me of that, but, like, the individual characters remind me of that artist. I can't remember their name. Oh, cool. Um, it's just very blocky and not blocky, but just very bold. And yeah. yeah, this one I've, I've definitely played before and I will definitely keep playing because, um, I, yeah, I just love Battle Royales. So <laughs> that's that's super fun. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, obviously, it's something you can play with friends, too. So it's it's a good time and it's free to play. And I think um, they have a pretty good free to play model, too, which is not always the case, especially with, you know, games. But yeah, yeah. it's an indie Battle Royale. So. Highly recommend. So uh, the next game on the, my list here, I I've been meaning to play it forever. Um, it's called Before Your Eyes. Uh, developer Goodbye World Games came out in just 2021. So I guess forever is a few years, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's come highly recommended by anyone who's mentioned it. Um, and I'm going to be added to that list of people who are going to highly recommend it to others because this was a really cool experience. So you're sort of like you're you you're you're dead and you're being ferried across by this like wolf guy, right? It's not quite the river sticks, it's more of an ocean thing, but it's the same vibe, right? Um you're you're being ferried across, you know, on a boat to where you're going to be judged and uh, this wolf guy is your advocate, and so he needs you to tell him the story of your life so that he can advocate for you and your afterlife. And so you are just experiencing a series of flashbacks of your life. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, from like child onward. And the thing is, is that it's mostly controlled by the mouse, by, you know, you're saying, hey, I'm going to look over mm -hmm. here, I'm going to look over there, you sort of stare at things. Um, you can click on some things to interact sometimes, but the game uses your webcam to watch your eyes because some things... Oh, God. I don't some, know if I like that. Well, so it's watching for when you blink. So some things you can trigger, like activate by blinking at them. And in some memories, actually in most memories, there's a point in the memory where um, if you blink, it will move on to the next moment. And sometimes, oh. sometimes that moment is really interesting and powerful and like a great story. And you're like, no, 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 I want to keep hearing this. And you blink and you're like, damn it. <laughs> um, like blink and you miss it sort of thing, um, which is really, really cool. Like it's obvious commentary about, you know, living life. Yeah. Right? Yep, yep, yep. Um, I really liked the, you know, there's there's a really nice um sort of twist near the end where something's not quite what you thought it was and you'll have to re-experience a bunch of memories again from a different perspective and that's really cool um it's just a great game it's a really really neat game uh, i really you know you, you know me i love my my gimmicks when yes. um things <laughs> use a camera or something that does just something neat with with different hardware. Um, I did have to keep recalibrating the the thing a lot. Um, mm. It's it, they they give you a, a keyboard shortcut where you can just bring up the calibrator and like retune it. Um, so it wasn't difficult to get in there and to retune it, but I did have to do it a lot. Um, mostly, it's that the game really wants you to have an evenly lit face. Um, it oh, helps. I couldn't it, play it then. It, it helps. It helps. Not where, I, not where I game. 
Right, right. I had a big window to the right of me and a wall to the, to the left. And so, like, the lighting was not even on my face. So, Are I you had... saying to the window to the wall? <laughs> I am not. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, I got there. Uh, you know, just a few times recalibrating. It was okay. So, but it's a beautiful story. It's an absolute. Do you know story. you're dead coming out of the gate? Yeah. Okay. Oh. So, it's not like... That might be a spool. That's probably a spoiler. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm going to stop talking for anyone. It plays. It's a lot of fun, mm. but it's good to know that you're dead. Yeah. 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 Um, right out of the gate. It's very obvious that this is. I like, would want to know I was dead versus not knowing. Right. This is clearly, you know, this, this wolf character is clearly like a Sharon, you know, mythology type character. He's like, yeah, look, you're going to tell, you're going to tell me your, your, about your whole life. Um, so clearly your life is over and you're having to to tell them about it. Um, so it's it was neat. It was really, really cool. Um, I, I liked it a lot more than um, the so the next game I I played in here. Um, so it's a Jet Set Radio fan game. And, you know, the, that's definitely up my alley. I'm very excited for Bomb Rush Cyberfunk to come out, which is sort of a bigger indie production. Um, this is a very much smaller one. It's made by, I think, like one guy. Um, he's being developed in in episodes. Uh, it's called Butterflies. Um, so, you know, Butterflies, episode one, episode two, episode three. Three came out really recently, um, like this year. Um, and I liked episode three a lot more than I liked episodes one or two. Um, it's It's got a great style. I like how... The spray painting is almost this like Guitar Hero type mini game. I'm not a big fan of how the skating feels, though. Actually running around the world feels a bit weird to me. It's not as like joyful um, a movement system. So, you know, it I, I can't rec I can only recommend it to people who are like absolutely starving for Jet Set Radio fan game content. Um <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I do really wish that I liked it's a specific it more. audience. It is a very you know it's a specific audience, but it's one that's big enough that there's that there's you know um, yeah there's interest plenty yeah. of games coming out. So so yeah if you you know if you're excited about Bomber Cyberfunk or you liked Jet Set Radio Future uh, or the original Jet Grand Radio um, and you're sort of looking for more stuff to tide you over until Bomb Rush comes out, Butterflies is neat. Um, don't play it on the phone. There is technically an Android version. I'm pretty sure. Cause that's how I played the first game of uh, the first episode. I think, um, very awkward. Um, I played it on the computer with a controller this time, a little bit easier, but again, it's a little jank. Um, but it's kind of impressive if it's really just this one guy, uh, Le Capitaine, um, who's made it like, that's pretty impressive for a solo dev. Like, I got a you know, hands off to him getting the art style just right, getting all of these different mechanics in there. Like it is, it's got really cool music. It's got amazing, like it's got style oozing out its ears, like the, from the menus to the characters, to the world. It is stylish. I will give it that. So. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so this game, I purchased by accident i was making an in-game purchase for a super animal royale didn't i'd been hemming and hawing over this game for the past week like it was in my steam cart and i'm like i shouldn't buy another game i don't need another game i have enough and then i was making an in-game purchase for super animal royale and didn't see it in the cart until after i like completed the transaction or right before i completed the transaction oh it was sitting there in your cart and you had decided yeah. not to go with it but you didn't remove it well, so and that I, when you made the in-game purchase go, yeah i didn't make yeah. the animal royale purchase from like i clicked on the the icon in the game oh yeah, yeah. so it like automatically added it to my cart and i'm like yeah <laughs> um and didn't notice until I was like, why is it $10 total? Lindsay. Like $11. And I was like, oh, no. But it's fine. A likely um, story. A likely story. I, I like didn't how notice. I like how you're pretending that you didn't buy this. <laughs> I did. I Honestly, I didn't. I didn't notice until after. <laughs> or like right right when I was doing it. Um, But it's fine. Uh, so I figured I'd play it and make And I think I will continue to play it. It's difficult. It's Children of Morta. Uh, by Dead Mage Games came out in 2019. Um, 
It is a pixel-style ARPG. So, of course, it's grindy. Of course, it's going to be kind of difficult. Um, but basically, you're following the Bridgeson family, who is, like, the keepers of um, Mount Morta and keeping evil back. Um, so, I haven't... I played it for probably about two hours-ish, maybe an hour and a half. Not super long. Um, it did not make it through the first level. But it's okay, because when you die, you go back to the house... And then, like, it kind of moves the story along with the family. So, like, you can click on different, um, like, family members to, like, get their input or or not get their input, but like, get, like, get in their head what they're going through, what they're thinking, um, or, like, plot points about, like, past events. Um, so even when you die, it feels really purposeful. Um, and then, obviously, like, you get currency which you can use to upgrade your weapons and your your um your health which is important you have a shield use it you have a shield use it uh <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> say that say that again i i didn't catch that one you yeah have a shield? shield you gotta use it okay um but yeah it was i i liked it i liked the the vibe i liked the um the narration so like the the characters aren't talking to each other it's it's kind of like bastion where there's like a narrator talking about everybody but it's not like you know the it's not quite as like in person it's like a an introspective narrator like you know this is what the family is talking about this is what they're worried about versus you know in bastion this is what the character is doing this is what they chose to do um so it's from a different perspective but yeah. i i like it a lot um cool. yeah i'm i'm, I'm yeah. Taking, i'm taking a look at some screenshots here and it's like yeah you're right it, it's pixely but it's like modern hyper detail yeah. pixely kind of yeah. like a yeah, hy- yeah. kind of like how hyperlight drifter is mm-hmm. um, i like the kind of or at least like the in the promotional pictures the like green and purple motif i think that looks really cool mm, mm, yeah that's neat but yeah I'd recommend it. Um, it's on sale right now in Steam. It's like seventy percent off. But, but I mean, I guess by the time this comes out, it won't be on sale anymore. Uh, it'll but. be in it'll be in the next Steam sale. <laughs> yeah, this is a, this is I think one of the it's like a developer sale. Ah, uh, cool. So like all of the games from this developer are on sale. I think. Nice. Yeah, there's a lot of those going on right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was uh, like six bucks, so I didn't I didn't accidentally spend too much money, which is also why I didn't notice. Right. Right. Because it was like with the the other purchases, like eleven dollars total. Yeah. So um, this next game kind of took me by surprise a little bit. Like I think I'd seen some some gifts floating around on on Twitter every once in a while for it, and um, I have been trying to chase down like just a fun arcadey racing game, and I've only found a handful of them that I really scratched that itch of like like I don't want to have to like think about how my car's tuned. I don't want to have to learn, you know, some hyper-technical thing. I want drifting to feel good. I want crazy stuff to happen. Um, and there's only been a few games that really been scratching that itch for me. Um, I think I might have mentioned um, Cruise and Blast before for the, for the Switch. but um, And I picked up a few indie games uh, that were sort of, you know, car-interesting drifting games, and they're okay. But this one... A freaking riot. It's called Buck Up and Drive. Um, it's by Fabio Fontes. Came out last year. It's getting plenty of updates. Uh, I'm pretty sure I sent you some screenshots of this because it was really funny. Because, um, So in the game, you're doing some crazy stuff. You're drifting to get boost. Um, love to see it. Love to see it ever since um, Burnout. Um you can go off ramps when you're in the air. You can do a bunch of tricks or you can do like a slam, uh, like a slamming downward move. Um, if you're in the air, you can sort of hop onto the, like the um, like the rail, like the 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 rails on the side of roads. Like you treat it like your car is like like a skateboarder grinding on the rails on the side of the road um, and you get points that way. Um 
you if you boost through uh you also have like a cool like swishy attack move that you can do um if you don't have sort of boost or whatever but basically you're driving through you're getting boost you're like plowing through other cars right um you get damaged if you just run into them but if you boost through them or do your swishy move or do the slam move you know, you're destroying just random civilian cars you do enough of that um and it doesn't take much um then the cops will come after you and then you can attack the cop like they're just like mini bosses throughout and like they're always shouting something like ah screw, you know screw the police or whatever um and then you do that enough times and you get a rival match and then you race and try and defeat your rival they're basically um you know they're you're literally racing to the end of the 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 section um and if you get there first, then you unlock that car. So the first car you race against was, um, oh gosh, what was it? It was like the, it was like the, um, what's the, the, the Fast and the Furious guy? Wait, which one? The, the main one, family. Um, the Vin Diesel character? Yes. Yes. Um. You know, I don't know his name. That's fine. That's fine. Because I'm pretty sure they named it after him. It was just like, you're just racing against Vin Diesel. Van, it's called Van Diesel. That's the name of the car. It's a Van, van Diesel. With, it's a van with Van with Vin Diesel's face. That's your first rival. <laughs> oh, okay. Or that was my first rival anyway. Um, and then like I fought, like I raced like a old muscle car and then like a locomotive and like all these random things. Hilarious. Um... And what's great is so you're you it's sort of like a super scalar game, like the old like um like the old like Genesis racing games where it has that sort of 2D sprites coming across and growing and that that sort of look. Um for any listeners who sort of know what super scalar racers kind of look like, that old Sega racing game, um like um like Outrun. Um and once you get to the end of a stretch of of the the road, right, you're you get a fork in the road and you can either take the left path or the right path. And they have like road signs saying like, you know, go to um, the industrial park or go to Greece and you go through a little tunnel. And then out the other, out the side of the other tunnel is the complete new, um, new, new race um, environment. And it's really cool. And there's a lot of really pretty cool environments. And I just remember when I, when I finally unlocked some of the crazier ones, it was like, the left path is like the forest. The right path is the fucking moon. And that was literally the name of it on the sign. <laughs> like at one point I had, I can go to the Evan moon or the sky. And like, that's a riot. This game is hilarious. It's so funny. It's very fast paced. It's easy to just play. It's so brain dead. Um, that it's just, it's funny. And, um, and also just a really nice thing. There was just a bunch of rainbow flags and tran flags on the side of the road um, nice. as like big old billboards, which was just cool, which is just super cool. So I don't know anything about the developer and if they're if they're trans or gay or whatever, but it was just really fun, you know, seeing a bunch of pride flags on the side of the road and beating up cops and having the, the character go a cab. <laughs> it was silly. Um, it's just this crazy little arcade game. Um, that is a blast. I super recommend Buck Up and Drive. Did you know Vin Diesel's legal name is Mark Sinclair? I did not know. I googled it to find the name of the the Fast and Furious character, uh, which is Dominic Toretto is the mm -hmm. name of the character. Uh, but yeah, his legal name is Mark Sinclair, which I did not know. That's interesting. Is Vin Diesel like, was it an acting name or like a wrestling name or something? It just says known professionally as Vin Diesel. I mean, it's a better name. I mean, arguably. Yeah, I mean, I can see either way because a lot of actors will choose, especially if they're like, um, like British actors, you know, that the to go to the guild and they're like, yep, only one person can have each name. So I think it, it's the same with the U.S. guild too. Yeah, yeah, you gotta have a unique name. You gotta change your name, uh, yeah. at least for just for acting, at least. Um, but also, like, yeah, that's also. I mean, like, it makes sense. He's a big like action. Yeah. Like, you don't yeah. want to watch a. Uh, an action movie with Mark Sinclair, Vin Diesel, you know, it's, it's a lot catchier. Diesel. Yeah. That's a great mm -hmm. last name. That's cool. 
so yeah i don't know uh, those are the games i played uh this was just a bunch of a collection of very strange and weird little games and i'm glad i, I went through this exercise yeah i think we'll probably do something like this again too it's yeah. a good way to get through our backlog which is the whole point of the podcast us being here <laughs> Back to the so... backlog and not and not buying not buying new games for the backlog as often. No, nope, no. That is the first game I the Children Board is the first game I've bought recently. I did get the last um, month's worth of Humble Choice games because Biomutant was one of them. Mm. Um, yep. which I know kind of got mixed reviews when it came out, so I'm interested. Um, and then the next game I'm gonna buy is uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, yep, yep, good old uh, uh, Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts, but Zelda. I mean, I, I would say that the the new Zelda Legend of Zelda games are very different from the older ones, I would say. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's just it reminded me of the uh, the, the third Banjo Kazooie game that was like all about building carts. Oh, I've never it... played a Banjo Kazooie game. Oh, um, they're good, yeah. or at least the first one's really good. Um, second one's okay, and then the third one is like completely different. It was like <laughs> it was after Microsoft bought Rare, and they're like, let's make it into like a Lego-ish kart racing game where you can just like, uh, build weird vehicles. So Microsoft Tears mm-hmm. of the Kingdom having you able to like glue stuff together and yeah. build, build crazy vehicles. <sighs> that's what it reminded me of. I'm not impressed with big developers. Um, I think I sent you the article that EA decided not to pursue the American McGee Alice game. That that makes me so mad. Yeah. So for the viewers that don't know, American McGee, who made all of the Alice Madness games, he still exists and he's really active. He's got a Patreon. He's done a couple of Kickstarters and he has been in like the beginning stages of wanting to make a new Alice game. For, I would say, the past, I don't know, maybe four years, maybe more than that because of the pandemic. And he also had a child uh, in, in, that to- in that time, too. Um, but EA isn't interested, but they also won't sell him the rights. That's crazy. And so it's just totally, like, killed his want and drive to pursue that franchise, which sucks because it's so good. It does suck. And I, I, I remember mm-hmm. back in the day, I kickstarted he had an odds game that he wanted to make that was very similar to the alice games and i kickstarted that and it it didn't make its goal and i was really upset because the artwork and stuff for like an american mcgee oz it looks super cool um yeah um for yeah for viewers who don't know american mcgee obviously the alice games is where he got biggest but he worked for id software making um he he made a, lo- a ton of levels for Doom Two, Quake, and Quake Two for ID. Like he got he cut his teeth on all the cool like the big ID shooters, uh, and then he made this Alice game that was just super dark and twisted. And then they let him make another one for like the sequel, like, yeah. For it was like two thousand six, seven, eight. Yeah, time. it was it was PS three three sixty era. Yeah, I um, owned it for three sixty. And, and you can still get it on the EA store. It's really good. Like. Madness Returns is really good. Yeah, um, very good. Yeah, so it's a shame that like nobody's nobody's letting him make another game, but his games were yeah. so good. Well, right now too, he has a, like a web store that has some Alice merch, and then like a bunch of like jewelry and plushy dreadfuls. I think what they're called. Mm, so yeah. they're like plushies based on like either different mental illnesses and a lot of them will have like a charity associated with that. Yeah. Um, like I own a couple pieces of the of jewelry from the mysterious store. Cause they're, they're really nice. It feels really weird that they're able to disallow him from making it's another EA. game. They do what they want. Yeah. I am so worried about the next dragon age game. Mm. I mean, after what they did to mass effect, which wasn't, bioware's fault ea took control and andromeda yeah yeah it was just rushed yeah it was it was rushed it was repetitive i didn't like andromeda yeah i I didn't didn't even finish it so if they if they ruin 
Dragon Age, I'm going to come after somebody. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I love Dragon Age so much. If they ruin it, I, um, yeah, it's not going to be good. (laughs) Be very upset. Yeah. Yay. The problem, child. Yeah, and it's just, it, I know. Yeah, I mean, EA Act, yeah, EA Activision, Blizzard, like all of the, yeah, I, I think there's a move, hopefully, I mean, because there's a lot of smaller developers and smaller games now, but like your mainstream gamer who is just a console gamer probably doesn't have as much access or interest in those. So I don't know. I don't know. Judging by the number of Call of Duty games that are still being released, I don't really know if I see meaningful change in that as long as those companies are making money. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, you have the the people who make the consoles who who can sort of make games that are interesting because it's not all of the where their money comes from. And then you have all the indie developers and like even even Devolver Digital. Are like, the games really interesting? You know, I mean how much diversity is there from one Call of Duty or one Assassin's Creed game from the other? Oh yeah. You know, they're just relying on franchise names. Yep. Absolutely. Anyway, thank you for joining us, listeners. Um, I hope y'all have massive fun playing all the hobbyist games, the fan games, and the even bigger indie games. Um, I hope you enjoyed us talking about some some cool little ones. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. We'll definitely do this again. And until next time, goodbye.